You're listening to Think. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N. So it's Think, a podcast for learning. I am your host, Nicholas Rue. And with me, as always, is your equal host, Paul. Freshly cut hair. Actually, I cut my hair last year. Last year? Last week. Man, this G&T is already getting to me. Ooh. Uh, but... This is a return to form, a slightly tipsy episode. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while, as uh, that one band said. Stained. Stained, as Stained once said. Mm-hmm. What was Stained? Their hearts? Their souls? Their minds? The letter E. They had to remove it from their name. It got too much juice on it. Right. <laughs> um, so this is episode 67. You may have thought the last episode was 67, but anyone that told you that lied. That's why it sounds completely natural um, when the previous episode starts out with 66. And not like I just took me saying six from episode 56 and then added it in there. Man, okay. Funny bit. I was talking to um, Matthew Stu. Yes. Last night about... Friend of us, not of the podcast. He's yeah. not been on the podcast yet. Um, but I was talking to him last night about, because uh, we've been doing some more music stuff together, but it hasn't been the band that we usually do it with. And there's a whole weird video project in the works for that other band. And They're I'm making like, a cartoon, right? Yeah, it's like an animation like a cartoon thing movie. Yeah. Featuring uh, the guy who voiced Space Ghost, possibly. The, I mean, we got, his, we, got, a- we got his audio. That's a good get. Which is hilarious. Uh, he he tore me a new butthole in this recording. Like, it's very clear that he probably just, like, got an um, email from his agent that was like, uh, hey. His agent, also named Paul. Yeah, but it was just like, hey, some guys want you to just record, like, three minutes of dialogue. Here's the script. It's not much. Just do whatever. And he recorded, like, ten minutes. And, like, five of it is him just being like, who the fuck is Paul? Paul, you waste of space. Like, just tearing me a new ass, and it's fucking Space Ghost. It's yeah, it really sounds like he's funny. listened to the podcast. It's so funny. Um, that but, scene is animated, right? I, some of it's going to be. I, 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 I don't know. That's the thing. It's being done by one person in their spare time. He has a claymation set up now in their basement. So, oh, like, so it's going to be partially claymated too. Y- yes, I. Is do. claymated the word for inclamation? It's. I have no idea. You're not an authority on this. But with the new project being shifting from the nosebleeds to the muties, I said what we should do is we should go back and recut that movie and just very poorly overdub somebody saying muties every time they actually say nosebleeds. Because I okay, think that's that, a good idea. I think that would be really funny. But. Yeah, people people love it, especially um, viewers, listeners, and the like. Just love it when something is clearly dubbed poorly as a bit. That's the only thing that gets um, kung fu. No, what is it? Kung 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 pow into, into the fist. fist. Yeah, yeah. In um, the year twenty twenty, we really want to be emulating hit cult film kung pow into the fist. Uh, we do though. People still love that film. They do? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Who who are you talking to? Uh, are you part of a, a, the, a Kung Pao to the Fist Discord? There was some Discord that I was on where people like would once a month get together and watch that movie. 
once a month? Yeah, it was weird. Oh, man. I never joined in because, like, I don't care that much about that movie. I liked it when I was a kid. It was the first thing. It was the first time I ever rewatched something that I loved when I was younger and it was garbage. And then I felt like, oh, no, I've changed. That was the first movie that I watched and realized what drugs were because somebody who we were watching it with in like a group was very clearly high, which I did not know what that was. Nice. Or what that meant at the time. But it was like, they just like in the middle of that movie, there's like the extended Lion King bit, right? Like very clear, like Simba, I'm your father, blah, blah, blah. You have, okay. uh, You have to remind me of this. So there's a combination. Oh, cause he's looking into the sky in the sky. Yeah. And it's like his master talking to him and it's very supposed to be like Mufasa talking to Simba and the Lion King. Um, and this person just like was not paying the attention. The I am your father thing is a Star Wars joke. So is it also a Star Wars joke? There might be that too. I don't, man, I don't know. I don't remember Because that movie. the guy who made that, I'm going to say this is going to be wrong. Um, and you can feel free to fact check this on your own. The guy's name is like Stephen Odenkirk. Not Bob. I think it's Stephen. And, uh, uh, yeah, Steve Odenkirk. Yep. Steve Odenkirk. Uh, he made Thumb Wars which was an entire parody film of Star Wars where every character was a thumb with a face drawn on it. Um, he also did Ace Ventura. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hold up. He also wrote and produced Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Oh. What the fuck? Johnny Quasar, <laughs> official mascot of theme. Actually, this guy has... They're making a new Kung Pao movie. They've literally been saying that since the first one came out. I, I don't believe it. I, I don't know, man. We'll record a special episode when they release a trailer for Kung Pao Into he was, the Fist 2. He was a writer for the... Like he wrote and produced the movie, Jimmy Neutron, and then he yeah. was a writer for the television show and the spinoff sequel, Planet Sheen. Planet Sheen. Hey, um, this That's- is... Wild. This is theme. We don't recognize Jimmy Neutron. We only recognize Johnny our mascot, Quasar. Johnny so, Quasar. So can I tell you the story about what happened to me right before we started recording this? Yeah, please. So, so I was in a meeting, uh, had not eaten. So I was like on the way home. I'm like, I'm just going to go to like Chipotle. They're not paying us. This isn't an advertisement for them. But I went to Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Don't you, call him Chipotle then. Call him, call him what my parents call them. Call no, them no, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call them what they are, which is uh, stingy, and that they gave me like basically half the amount of food that you would imagine you would get in a Chipotle bowl. Like it was a That's very thing about Chipotle is they give you way too much. You saw them make it though. You weren't like, hey, yeah, because hey. I'm not gonna be that fucking dude, man. Like that's the oh. shitty thing to do. So I'm not gonna do that. I, I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, and then I called the Sarah. The shitty thing to do is that they charge you $12. 9.40. For rice and beans and some extras. And then they don't even give you enough rice and beans. That's the dick move. You just say, hey, hey, can I have a little more rice and beans? Yeah, whatever. I'm not taking any I'm, of your I'm, sweet, I'm sweet protein. I'm over it. That's not even the weird part. Sorry, That's I'm on normal. your side. I'm on your side. Normal. So I called Sarah. I was like, Sarah, I got food. Do you want me to stop and pick you something up? You wanted Wendy's chicken nuggets. So I go to Wendy's. Mm-hmm. First off, nobody at the Wendy's. Like, like pulling up to the Wendy's, there's like two workers in the dining room area. Mm-hmm. I think cleaning up. Pull up into the drive-thru. Somebody says, uh, 
Thank you for choosing Wendy's or whatever. I'll be right with you. Five minutes go by. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, do I leave? Like, they didn't necessarily seem pissed. So I'm just going to, I'm going to wait it out again, Midwest. Um, and the, the radio starts to crackle. Like somebody's getting on to say something. And a different voice, not the woman who originally said, like, welcome to Wendy's or whatever. All right. A different voice comes on and she just goes. says a project that has taken generations. <laughs> I mean, that would have probably made. The Sith. <laughs> that would have made Shatterize. more sense than what actually happened, which was just somebody got on and went, eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so stunned. That I didn't oh, that's do good. anything. I was just like, like I didn't say um, it. I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't like. I didn't know what to. Do. What do you do? So I was just uh-huh. like, this seems like they want me to not come to the restaurant. So I'm just gonna pull through and leave. And then yeah. there was a car in front of me in the drive-through that I did not know was there, and they were at a window that is not served. Like it's a like they were just like I don't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled up to the window that you actually pay and get your food at. And yeah. then they left. Um, and at that point, I had, like, reversed back to, like, the drive-thru. And I'm like, do I reverse out of here? What do I, what's my move? And then somebody comes on and goes, like, thank you so much for waiting. Uh, what can I get for you? Yeah. And it was as if the phrase, eat my ass, was never uttered. And, like... Okay. When I went to pay for the food, she said something about, oh, sorry, you were cutting out. You wanted, like, to order chicken nuggets and some fries? I'm like, yeah, that's it. Um, and you were like, hey, do you have any ass? Because that was No, I'm not going to bring that up. But some white guy in a hoodie, like, phased in, like an like a NPC, like, yeah, yeah. like, just, like, coming around the corner, just, like, phased in briefly, saw who was in the car, and then phased back out. And it did not look like he walked in. Like, it looked like somebody picked him up and dragged him in mm-hmm. and then dragged him out. And Are you I talking can... about the notorious Ohio cryptid white guy in a hoodie? <laughs> I think it would have been the grass man. <laughs> I, oh, that's the grass man. I, I have no fucking clue. It was the weirdest thing that's probably ever happened to me at a fast food restaurant. Besides, okay, m- I... maybe when we went to Dunkin' while you were here. And, like, yeah, that I was thought great. there was about that to was be a, a fist fight. That was a great Duncan experience. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, for, for listeners who weren't there, uh, Paul and I went to a Duncan uh, by his house when I was in Cincinnati. And um, there was a woman um, accompanied by an older woman who's arguing with the staff for like, I'm going to say 12 minutes. Like yeah. we walked in definitely mid argument. Yeah. And it, it was- like <laughs> it peaked shortly after we arrived. And it, it got so bad. They were arguing. Apparently, the problem was they checked the balance on the woman's gift card, but then charged her credit card. And then she thought they charged her gift card and it wanted a refund, but they couldn't do it. There was definitely a, a, a barrier of understanding that the, the argument was not um, leading, making anyone happy. There was no solid resolution. And meanwhile, one of the employees just saw us and was like, hey, what do you guys want? <laughs> you want coffee or anything? He like came out from behind the counter. It was just like, you get, yeah. you get coffee or donuts? Let me just get that for you right now while they're <laughs> like, doing this. <laughs> and yeah. and, and we just got like a third of the way through our coffees while they, they resolved this issue. I don't know. Some say they're still out there arguing today. <laughs> 
No, because the woman she was with was like, hey, we got to go. Come on. It's not worth it. Um, here's my question for you about this Wendy's. Uh, how old were the people working there? Um, the one woman was probably, uh, the woman who took my order or at least was working the window when I came around the corner was probably late twenties, early thirties. Okay. Um, and the guy who materialized around the corner and then just as quickly disappeared could have been anywhere from 16 to like 104. Like he, okay. he, he, he looked like, uh, if you had to generate a photo of somebody who can do a puzzle. You know how those pu- puzzles are like uh, appropriate yeah. for ages eight to th- three hundred and six. Mm-hmm. He feels like that. Like he could have. He's a key market demographic. Yeah, is he, what you're saying. I, I feel like to thirty four. I could have pulled up a photo. Uh, I could have pulled up like that photo of Jewish immigrants, and he could have just been in there, like okay. like you were, like like I was. Yeah. Um. We don't talk about that. I don't want to go into my backstory. Um, yeah, well, you know, have you, you, you worked at a, you worked at a coffee shop in the kitchen. You worked at a bodega. Have you ever worked at a fast food place? I have not worked at fast food. I worked, I did the bodega and I did the coffee shop and that's it. So I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts. Then I worked, then I went to work at a Starbucks. But when I was in high school, we used to hang out at a Wendy's. We used to go to the mall, smoke weed in the bushes, and then go to the Wendy's. And, um, to Wendy's, I will say, huh? To work? No, just to hang out, just to eat, just to sit in a booth for like four to five hours. Um, but we had a buddy who worked there. So I spent about two years not paying for Wendy's. And um, Wendy's, I will say, is one of the, the chillest fast food places you can possibly go. Yeah, the, the food is not good, I think, in general. No, but it's like, it's easy to make, it's quick, it's fast food, it's Midwestern, like, it's not as big a franchise, so I don't think they're as hard on their workers, and, like, I've definitely had some of the weirdest experiences at Wendy's. I don't know if this is true, but I do think, I do think, one, a personal belief for me is that um, in every neighborhood, there's a fast food you can, chain you can go to, and if you order the right thing, you can buy drugs. Yeah, that's a, that's a, unden- that's the free market, baby. I, I think I've told the story before about the rallies you could buy heroin from. Yeah, that rallies um, it uh no longer exists. It became It a, got shut down. It became um, a did it turn into something else? I don't know. I it's like a what what do they call it now? B- below zero? Oh, uh, that's not it. That's the club. Um uh, <laughs> b- below twenty below. Oh it's uh, it's like all all like mini mall corporate store parks. Yeah. But I think that that probably you could buy either in that situation, either like, and it's also what, 930 or nine o'clock. They have an hour from closing. They're probably not busy. All the workers are checked out. That guy in the white hoodie is either someone's boyfriend, friend, drug dealer, or someone there off duty. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's why I didn't someone say, any, took, it's why I didn't say I anything. Personally, I personally, when I quit Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know the statute of limitations on this, so I won't say I personally. I will say my friend, theoretically, when they quit Dunkin' Donuts, did steal a headset with the goal of parking their car next to the store and trying to, and trying to fuck fucking with people that, over the drive-thru. That was honestly my first thought when it happened, was like, because nobody acknowledged it. So yeah. like, so like, cause there's two real, there's two things that happened. They the could have thought you said that. 
<laughs> they could have heard that too and thought you just were waiting and said, eat my ass. And it's the way they said ass too, because it was like, <laughs> eat my ass. Like they drew it out in a way that I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll leave. Do you want me to leave? It's like, you know, uh, in a haunted house movie. Yeah, yeah, we're, no, we're, house movie. Where like people are just like in the house and like like the ghost is like get out, and the yeah. people are like, I wonder if it wants us to do something. It felt like that. Like it felt like it felt like a worker there was just like, look, it's eight thirty. I just want to go home. I dealt with that at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't close until like ten though, so like, you know, I. It, that sucks. Nobody wants like the person to come in like ten minutes before close and be like, "Yeah, can I get fifty five hamburgers?" Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted chicken nuggets and fries, a thing that I know you already have made. Yeah, they're gonna be cold. They're not gonna be great. I'm fine with that. <clears throat> I'm going to Wendy's. Right. If I want a good food, I there's literally there's literally a Popeyes earlier. right next to it. So like. Oof. Yeah, but who can deal with that line? Uh, there was no line there. It's kind of it's kind of died down now. I'm getting I'm getting uh, I'm getting myself a bus back to Cincinnati just to eat a Popeye sandwich and then come back to Chicago. So, uh, hey, you know what we got to talk about? <sighs> what? We never told the people that um that our our test at the end of last semester didn't go so good. Yeah, it was almost like we forgot that we were taking the class. Yeah. And then we didn't, like didn't do the test. Yeah, we kicked ass at film studies. <clears throat> we got like we got they had to invent We did so well at film studies we thought we could just like put that onto the other courses <laughs> test and yeah. they would give us points and it it, turns, d- it does not work that way. Yeah. So we got like an A plus in um we got an A if you have it. Paul got an A plus. I got an A minus in film studies. And then um, in um, topics in SF, uh, it turns out it was about San Francisco and we both got zero points. Yeah. We did nothing right. And then we thought, hey, what if we just um, talk about movies such as um, movies about San Francisco, such as The Monk. Last Black Man in San Francisco? But we had not seen that, and we guessed that uh, the plot wrong. I honestly thought the black man was going to be Forrest Whitaker. You what? Did you think that because of Rogue One? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't even. The funniest way for this joke to have worked out is for actually Forrest Whitaker to have been the star of that film that I just yeah, did he, not know. <laughs> he's not. He's not um, him. I thought that it was going to be a remake of that Twilight Zone episode where it's like, books, books, books. Oh, now I have time for all my books. Um, but it was not. It was uh, apparently an emotional tale, and um, I just don't want to revisit the memory of getting a, a zero... Not even one right. Oh, well, if I can have a quick aside, because I just talked to Sarah about this. Um, There's been a whole debacle today and like maybe yesterday. And this is actually science fiction related. Uh, Clark's World. Are you familiar with Clark's World? It's like a that's that's the children's show that um, 
the one guy from Deal or No Deal had. Howie Mandel. What? What did you say? Clark's World. Okay, keep talking. So Clark's World is a... Wow, you Google Clark's World and the first thing comes up is a tech helicopter. Um, uh, I was thinking Bobby's World. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it's okay. So Clark's World is... Is, is, is it some kind of a sequel? <laughs> no, Clark's World is a magazine that publishes science fiction and fantasy stories. Uh, they just had a new issue come out. like Science fiction and fantasy? Yes. But what about speculative fiction? Uh, they... I actually don't know if they what they officially call it. What about San Francisco? It, it, they, it does cover San Francisco at times. Great. All right. Um, so they, but they published like a new issue like this week. And there's a story in it called uh, I Sexually Identify as an Attack Helicopter, um, which the name is taken from like yeah, the, 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 the shitty transphobic meme of like... Uh, if you identify as a woman, I identify as an attack helicopter, right? Like, that's a mm-hmm. tired fucking uh, transphobic joke that it's like the only joke that people who hate trans people have. Yeah, um, it's like transphobic. It's like, is it a non-binary phobic? Is that a... I, I mean, there's... Does that fall under that banner? Or? It probably to some degree. What is that? Yeah. But, but so the story has a very provocative title, but the story itself is actually pretty good um it's messy which like i think is good like there is a thing in especially in marginalized communities and and artists in marginalized communities uh portraying messiness Mm -hmm. is looked down upon because it can be used by people outside those communities to then attack that community so, like, to have a story, like, especially you're talking about trans, um, like, the trans community of having a story about somebody who, like, detransitions, right? Who, who went through trans, like, transition to uh, the identity that they felt best affirmed them. And yeah, then so what's this, is, what's this story about? So, the story is about a future basically in which the military has, to some degree, co-opted gender dysphoria in a way to make people better fighters so this person the main character of the story uh, was a woman who now identifies as an attack helicopter and they went through this like surgery neurosurgery through the military to like make them best suited to be a attack helicopter it is very transhumanist it is very like what does it mean to be human and moving beyond that Um, and their partner in this cockpit again there's like some vagueness in the story but like they have an assigned partner as part of their unit who uh is vaguely hinted at to be um it's unclear honestly but they are like the other half right and they are essentially a married unit that operates together um okay and the story is about them leading an attack on the pair mesa credit union or something like that like the united states has fallen apart there is like a small group of the united states that is still trying to maintain control and there is a former credit union that was led by an ai that has now gone rogue who is obsessed okay. with planting pear trees because the logo of the company were was pears 
And the people who live in that like new nation that is essentially just a company that's grown very big uh, are afraid to reprogram the AI. And this is like throwaway stuff. Like this is like lore. Ooh. This is no real basis on the story but it's a they're afraid to reprogram the ai because they're afraid that if they try to say like hey maybe don't grow so many pears it'll actually fuck up some like uh like processes that allow it to take care of the people who live there yeah so they're just like we're just gonna let it continually plant pear tree because we think it's gonna also make sure that we're taken care of uh, and so the United States, or what is left of the United States, uh, I forget exactly what it's worded as, uh, this, like, attack helicopter unit <clears throat> is, like, bombing a school. Uh, and they don't know why. Okay. But they, they're just following orders, right? Like, and so there's a whole yes. thing of, like, it's a whole thing about gender identity. There's a whole thing about, like, the military and the co-option of certain things as soon as it hits a certain point like very much like the same way that like the concept of like pride has been co-opted by corporations in the last i mean really for a a couple years but like really in the last like 10 years you know pride parades have gone from this like niche group basically built for the community that like exists there to like now pn pnc is like yeah, sponsoring like pride lgbt <clears throat> yeah qi plus so, so, pepsi cans and coke commercials and right so but so it's a very like it's a really fascinating story about um gender identity the things that you do to try to affirm your own identity when you feel uncomfortable in your own body uh going through that transition to make you feel better about yourself uh, and mm-hmm. for it to not necessarily work. Um, again, like this idea that like if you are trans and you are a like writing a story in which trans people exist, they have to be portrayed as like model citizens, right? They have to be the, the, the model archetype of a trans person because to portray anything less than that is a betrayal of the community. Um, and so the story came out and a bunch of people like attacked it a because the title's provocative yeah like it it sounds like an interesting premise but also very complicated yes um but it's and and, like clark's world pulled it like today they announced like hey we're pulling this story um who who, who was the author uh the author was a uh is there's it it was published under pseudonym but as best as people know was a trans woman um named uh it's under the name isabel fall um but yeah it's like a thing where like i saw people today posting about it um and saying stuff like honestly i hope that this person is a troll i hope the person who wrote this is like some shithead edge lord who wrote this story and did you is, read the story or yes i did it? no i read the you story did? yeah did you like the story yeah it's really good yeah. like it is it is like fucking provocative it, it, it is do you it have is, a, a copy of that uh it is you could send on me? Is yeah I, I can send you the tweet it's online okay. but it, but you can only access it with like the wayback machine through archive.org okay yeah I've done um, before. but it's very it's in it's short it's like a short story um but yeah like the person was harassed endlessly the magazine was harassed and they eventually pulled it um which is a shame because like like i said the somebody i saw somebody say like 
I hope this person's a troll. Like, I hope that this is somebody laughing somewhere about what they've done to this community because the alternative is that there is somebody who, uh, based on what's written in this story is maybe struggling with the transition process. Mm -hmm. Um, are struggling with themselves and wrote this story about their own feelings and stuff. And then just immediately got attacked by Ooh. the community that they like are part of, um, or like somebody who like has had these questions and wrote this story from that perspective. Um, and then immediately was like dogpiled and harassed. Um, huh. So that's a that's a shame, uh, but like that happens, right? Like, yeah, that's not the first time it's happened. It's not like on the trans community. It's happened in a bunch of communities. Of <sighs> there's a a desire to immediately attack anything that doesn't a hundred percent confirm your own worldview and is not yeah a hundred percent positive. Um, I, which is. I it's, understand why 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 people would have a negative response to that, but also, I'd like to read it and see. Because normally, people who do things to troll are not um, good at them. Yeah, they don't really have anything that interesting to say. Subtle is not a word that I would yeah. usually go for. Which, granted, like again, I sexually identify as an attack helicopter. It's not subtle. No, um, but, but it, creating <clears throat> like taking that thing that is such like a, a, a cliche like transphobic thing to say and then building a like narrative world around that is a very interesting exercise and it's especially to to do it in a way that like tackles like a thing that like absolutely will happen in probably the next 15 or 20 years which is that like like the chance that the military like right now they're trying to basically ban trans people from being in the military the chance that the u.s military in the next 10 years says um we'll pay for your medical bills like we will we will cover your medical expenses um if you're trans if you register Mm -hmm. if you sign up and enlist like there's a high chance of that because like they're going to try to exploit a marginalized community Um, well let's hope let's hope that the the future of america is that um Bernie wins, everyone's so we, medical expense. Yeah, <laughs> Bernie twenty twenty. Everyone's medical expenses are paid for, and you can transition if you want to. So that gets into the other thing that I saw, which is that uh, they just released the audio of when Warren went up to Bernie. Did you watch the debate last night? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking, I made a I made a pizza pie during it, so that I was in and that's out. smart. Uh, it was rough, man. My it's I'm, a lot. I was talking with Stu. We were hanging out last night at the um, bar at like a DSA event for it um what bar a fireside pizza i guess okay. it's not really a bar but there's a bar there because mm-hmm. um, i was over at his place for practice and it's like right down the street yeah fireside pizza is good um and they got an arcade machine there right what do they have galaga i don't know if they do if they do it's Space not where invaders? i saw it yeah maybe they took it out it's been a while since i've been there um but the bait was hard to watch like very clearly like CNN just being as biased as they could or whatever. And then they just released the audio from the end of it where like Warren goes up to Bernie and like they had the video, but they didn't have the audio. They just released the audio where she says, Did you, I think you called me a liar during the debate. And he was just like, what? Like, I think you mm-hmm. called me a liar in the debate. And he's like, if you want to have this conversation, let's do this later. 
Like mm-hmm. I, we're not, I don't want to do this right now. Um, yeah. Which like is smart because like very clearly they're still in front of mics. Yeah. And like, even if the mics are like shut off, they're still hot. Right. Oh, absolutely. That's the end of the, the HBO series, the jinx. That's the, is that of the, course he did it. Killed them all. Yeah. Do you know about that? No, that's about guy, Fred Durst, right? Uh, Robert Durst, he effectively got away with uh, three murders, and then um, they confront him with very damning evidence in the last episode, and then he starts burping, and he's like, can I go to the bathroom? And uh, he goes to the bathroom, and then he's like, they got you. Of course they did. Killed them all. And uh, now they're apparently having legal trouble because he said he was um, very high on meth the entire time they were filming that, which, if you rewatch it, is evident. (laughs) Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was a thing that just like happened, like literally as we sat down to record, I saw that. Um, yeah. And like very clearly it looks like Bernie was like, I know these mics are hot. Like if we want to have this conversation, Mm -hmm. let's do this in private. Uh, and Warren was definitely going for a, I want to start a fight here in front of the mics so that like, yeah, it's just, it's messed up, man. It's, I mean, the whole thing feels bad. Yeah, but the funniest part about that is Stayer walked up to Bernie. Yeah, oh man. And like in the video, you can see when he realized like, oh, I shouldn't be here. Uh, And then when the audio, like Bernie turns to walk away and he's like, hey, I don't don't want to get in the middle. I just want to say hi, Bernie. And Bernie just goes, yeah, good. Okay. And he's like, and Stayer just goes, it's nice to see you. And then walks away. (laughs) It's really funny. That's, um... Man, I because I saw uh, we watched the like CNN after debate where uh, Stay talked about where they're like, what were they saying? And he's like, I don't know. I just realized they had a conversation that I didn't want to butt into. Yeah. And like, you don't know what they said at all. And he was like, no, I don't. I wasn't really paying attention, which is um, awesome of him to do that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. CNN was just waiting for the the chance to release that audio. And that sucks because I, um, you know, it, 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 it makes me dislike Elizabeth Warren, um, increasingly. Yeah. Because if the whole thing is that she's saying you called me a liar, um, she's also calling him a liar. Right. That's the whole like root of the, and that was the whole thing, right? Is that like, they had this conversation in 2018. Two years later now, or like a year and a half, whatever, how time works, mm-hmm. they're coming out and being like, you said this thing that's really fucked up. And regardless of like what actually was said, it is a thing where like two people were having a conversation. Nobody else was present. CNN ran a story from four people on like who are like affiliated with the Warren campaign. Right. Like it was like very yeah. clear that there were like people that Warren talked to immediately afterwards and people who were familiar with the meeting, uh, like like very clear that they like got this from like Warren staffers or whatever. And we're just trying to run it because Bernie's been doing really well. Uh, and regardless yeah, I mean, of like, wasn't the thing that there were that like two people have said that she's overstating what happened. Yeah. Like two people came out that from like, you know, with the same level of like anonymity granted of like, and that's a whole thing. That's a whole nother critique of like the current level of media journalism, which is that like, mm-hmm. You used to grant anonymity to your sources because they were saying something that could get them killed, right? Yeah, to protect them. Yes. 
And now it's just like, we want to say something negative about our opponent. And so we're just going to go ahead and grant them anonymity to say whatever the fuck they want. And like nobody else can like independently verify it because they don't know who that person is. It felt disgustingly like high school and gossipy. Yeah. To to see it it done that way. um, And again, regardless of what was actually said, right? Like it does not track with mm. Bernie's record for him to say, I I don't think a woman could be president. It tracks for him to have said something along the lines of uh, if a woman is the, is the nominate uh, uh, is the nominee, like Trump will weaponize misogyny the way that he did in 2016. Um, and for that to be interpreted as I don't think a woman should be the president, which is like that's to me seems like the most likely thing is that he said something she misinterpreted. He doesn't he didn't realize that what he said was interpreted that way and is now like a year and a half removed because people remember things differently, right? Like memory is a weird thing. Exactly. And that's and you know, I feel like I've I mean of course been in situations with people where there has been an argument because um, I, we all have like you say something and then it's taken not the way you intended. And then that's a very private matter or like an easy thing. If, if the, which I do believe if Bernie did say something like, um, you know, it would be with, with Trump being Trump, it would be difficult, more difficult for a, a woman to go against him especially like in a debate which is something that like a lot of people have been saying at least about like Elizabeth Warren is that like Trump's going to use some misogyny against her like he fucking like yeah i get the bernie thing that like if he were to say that and then it were misinterpreted as a woman couldn't win i absolutely do not believe he would ever say a woman couldn't win because i mean he already gave that answer himself during the debate and before the debate and like for like 30 years prior like has been on the record at a time when like the mainstream thought was like no woman really can't do this right Mm -hmm. like has consistently been calling for that stuff and has like supported like people like uh ilan omar and yeah alexandria ocasio-cortez but they're like it seems like there are people who are dedicated to trying to like b- basically take that that one soundbite that they did in the 20s 20, in 2016 where Bernie said it's not enough for you to to be running as a woman like you have to mm-hmm. like argue for policies that benefit people and to yeah. like run to support people it's not enough to just say I hit this checkbox and do it and mm-hmm. then for that to be weaponized against him as being like against identity politics or whatever when in actuality it's just like i mean of course that's what they're gonna do that's what they've been doing since they came up with the idea of bernie bros sure isn't right isn't that what peter dow or whatever like said they intentionally tried to do and they're still trying to do it yeah and he came (laughs) it's hilarious to watch uh peter dow who's like the the like one of the top hillary people in 2016 just like realize the shifting of uh the winds and like rebrand himself as this progressive voice. Like he came out strong condemning Warren for whatever the hell was going on over the weekends. Uh, before she yeah. came out and said anything. Well, that's the, the most frustrating thing to me is if, if to believe everyone is, is being honest, if Elizabeth Warren really does 
really did take away from their conversation that um, she thought Bernie was saying that a woman can't win, um, which I, I feel is being generous to the situation. But if, if she's sincere in that, it still just sucks that it, would, it came out this way and it was handled this way rather than a private conversation they should have had immediately following up that conversation two years ago. Yeah, or even if you were having these, these thoughts now to be like, like, hey, man, we're like a couple months into this thing and I'm doing pretty good. Like, why, why yeah. did you say that? Like, that's the thing that you hash out privately. You don't, like, leak to fucking CNN for that's them. Like, in, like oh, as you're losing, the, as you're losing to leak, yeah. leak to CNN. Like, and the whole thing, the thing that sucks is that the controversy they tried to start before this was the, like, someone unofficially posted in the Bernie, like, Discord or Slack or whatever. The way to respond to Elizabeth Warren, if, if someone, if you were, you know, kind of sing for Bernie and someone said Elizabeth Warren, you say, oh, I like Elizabeth Warren, too. She's my she's second. Great, and I, she's yeah, my she's second. She's my second choice. choice. And I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I just think she'll have like a hard time drawing in working class voters. Um, and people took that as she even said, like, oh, Bernie's slamming me in response trashing, to that. Trashing. Yeah, trashing. Yeah. That sucked on its own. Yeah. And then for but them now, to immediately do this. And then the handshake thing. And then, yeah. like, I mean, the thing that sucks was before this, like, Elizabeth Warren definitely was my, like, number two. Oh, yeah. She was a distant number two, but, like, the only other person in the Democratic primary that, like, like right now, I definitely feel comfortable, or well, maybe not now, but like a week ago, felt comfortable saying. I don't saying, feel comfortable anymore because I've always worried about the whole, like, you know, and also it was, I feel like, dishonest of Warren being like, well, you, um, I'm the only one in the past 30 years that's like won an election against a Republican. And Bernie was like, well, I did it 30 years ago. And, um, which technically, if you're literally saying 30 years ago, would fall into that. It's like, yeah, it's like 20, time. it's like 29 years and like yeah. six months or something like that. Somebody did the fact yeah. check and was just like, yeah. if, if you technically. want, yeah, well, would you like that? That whole point and was a technically, a technically guy. Yeah, yeah. That whole point was fucking pedantic. Like that and whole, he didn't even that, bring up the fact that like, oh yeah, because a lot of her career, she was a Republican that was not touched. He right. could have done that and he would not have done that. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, and she's, she's also a fucking person who like the, the, the whole DNA test thing just evaporated mm-hmm. so quickly in a way that was just like, you know, people, uh, uh, especially in the media, people love to be like, uh, yeah, Bernie sounds great, but he hasn't really been challenged on anything, mm-hmm. which is the funniest fucking thing to say when like last night's debate and like the previous five years have basically all been at that level of like. Bernie, you say you want to do this, but uh, how would you like? How would you tell the taxpayers that you're going to bankrupt them? Yeah. Oh my God, the the questions were so pointed; it was disgusting. Like, like it was it was so is, bad that CNN sucks. It was so bad and that MSNBC. So bad that MSNBC had to say like, yeah. Uh, hmm. It seems like there's some bias going on. It's 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 really sad. I just want to. I feel like I didn't want to be this person, but I was leaning towards being this person. But I feel like I don't don't know if if I would want to vote for Elizabeth Warren. Like it just seems so like dirty in politics as usual. The stances she's taking right now, the way she's going about it, that I couldn't trust. That like she wouldn't um, immediately like sell 
Medicare for all, like it goes out the window. Well, she already has, right? That's the thing is that yeah, to, like right. a lot of degrees, she has compromised on a lot of stuff. And if you want to be the person that says like, well, it's a, it was a pointed compromise. The same way that like last night, they, they basically hammered Bernie of like, would you compromise on these things? And he was just like, no, why should I? Yeah. It's so ridiculous that people ask him that question when like we have this, we have fucking Trump and like. He got, he passed a fucking Muslim ban, like one of the worst things, something no one could want. And there's still, Democrats are still talking about having to compromise immediately. The trade deal question, like, yeah. was like, I feel like did not matter to most people because they don't give a shit about this stuff. But like, that is the, the most like telling thing, right? Is that every single fucking person on a stage running as a Democrat was like, Trump is bad. Like, we know Trump is bad. Trump is bad. And Bernie was the only fucking person to be like, then why are you fucking like agreeing with this trade deal that he wants to do? Like our planet is dying. And if this trade deal is going to make that worse, we should not agree to it. And everybody else is like, well, Trump is bad and is in in fact the literal devil. But like he should get the military budget that he wants uh, and he should get this trade deal that he wants. Because like otherwise you're just so like there's this idea that like. To do the Democratic version of what the Tea Party did in 2012 and whatnot is mm-hmm. the worst thing you could do in politics, right? Like the idea of politics is like you got to get stuff done. That's Klobuchar's whole thing. It's like I got stuff done. Was the stuff that I got done good? No, but I got it done. Yeah. And like that's the whole thing is that like politics is about getting stuff done. It doesn't matter if it's good. It doesn't matter if the end result is like disastrous for people. Uh, like the idea is like, like, yeah, we got Obamacare passed. Uh, you can't ever critique it because uh, it was really hard to get done, but we did it. And so, like, if you try to critique it, you hate Obama. Uh, you might as well just be calling him the N word. Uh, <laughs> like, like it's literally that level of argument. Uh, when in actuality, it's just like, no, like, let's take a step back. What did Obamacare actually accomplish? It expanded Medicaid in a lot of states. That's good. But it also opened the door for a bunch of states to just on their own decide not to do that. Yeah. Right. Like it had no spine there. Uh, did, what what it else did, did it do? Some good things, but not enough things to be as as proud of it. Right. Like like what else did it do? Well, it expanded insurance coverage. Cool. What does that mean? It means that a lot more people who weren't covered before are now technically covered. They are still paying a bunch of money for premiums and still can't afford to go see the doctor, but they are now technically covered when before they weren't covered at all. But like their yeah. material, the, the end for them, they're worse off, right? Because I had a friend recently yeah. tell me that, cause I always thought it was good that the, the um, age of staying on your parents' health care is extended to 26, but only cause that benefited directly. I had a friend raise the idea to me recently that um, that's like classist in nature, which I'm inclined to agree with. Right. Like th- that is assuming that your parents have, Healthcare that is like adequate. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a lot of places where you can critique it, but you can't do that because that's that's beyond the pale to these people, right? It's beyond the pale to say that, like, well, if you look at the demographic, the demographics of the polls, like Liz Warren's base is wealthy, affluent, mostly white people. Does she have the support of groups outside of that? Yes, but if you look at her polls, it is wealthy white people in the same way that like Bernie is pulling the best with people who aren't white. When you, when you start filtering out beyond that, when you start filtering out to like, 
older black people, it goes to Biden, right? But in general, if you are looking at just the category of people who are not white, Bernie wins by far. Um, mm-hmm. But still, the, the myth of this white male Bernie bro is like pervasive. Um, because like it's the alliteration, man. People just like saying Bernie, bro. Also, it's really frustrating that a bunch of people are like, were really pissed about the snake thing, which I think was stupid. The snake thing? Yeah. That was dumb. Do you know about that? What? Uh, just a bunch of people last night after the, the Liz Warren, especially oh, yeah, after the handshake. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren a, sna- a snake. You know, I haven't seen, I can't remember the context anymore, but that was dumb. And, um... I the last time I saw that happening, what was it? Uh, um, Kardashians and Taylor Swift. That Taylor w- Swift, that was right. I remember everyone calling Taylor Swift a snake. Yeah, that was like the, that was like the big thing. That was like probably what kicked this off. And then for people to be like, uh, actually, the snake is uh, an extremely biblical sign of like uh, women, uh, like. Uh, women being liars it's really what? it's really really sex- people brought that into it? yes they were like it's really sexist for you to be calling her a snake and it's just like uh, that's, okay that's, first that's off the stupid. whole thing of the bible was that like the snake tricked eve into being like hey this apple's really good and god doesn't want yeah, you to have it that's not even a biblical thing that's just a stupid idea yeah I'm, i don't i don't you know well, it's, it's, just, it's it's people who are trying to twist things into like fitting their worldview it's the same as like somebody brought this up earlier um on twitter of like every prominent feminist writer who is like comparing bernie saying that he didn't say that about warren in 2018 and warren said that he did and people are like i don't know she's at this point between literally everything else that's gone it's really hard to believe her side of the thing especially considering how sketchy the circumstances are and comparing like a political disagreement and like a pretty innocuous statement in general. Yeah. Um, or to some degree it's innocuous, um, comparing it to literal sexual assault. Yeah. All those same, oh, the, like believe women thing. God. Yes. The me too thing. Um, which like that has a use like that, that rhetoric matters when you're talking about like literal crimes, right? You're talking about literal crimes in like a thing that has like historically been ignored and covered up or just not dealt with by our legal system. And like trying to compare literal sexual assault to like somebody saying, again, let's assume Warren is like 100% truthful. And like Bernie said, I don't think a woman could be president. To say that opinion, on its own and to say that he disagrees with what Warren said is on the same level as literal fucking assault is the most demeaning thing is the most frustrating thing. And every single one of those fucking people who said that followed up immediately with here is my book that where I lay out what this is about, you should buy it. Like every single one of those people immediately pivots into if you really want to know the truth of what's happening, please buy my product, which is so fucking like transparently evil. (laughs) Uh, It's so goofy. This is, 
What about a what about a fun podcast? Remember when we used to do know, a fun that's, podcast? That's you know, I think I don't want I don't we gotta sign up for classes for the new semester. I um I don't think I wanna take a political science course this semester. I don't think we could do that. I, I think I literally would probably suffer a heart attack and die. If we um, tried to if we tried you know, did you know Peter Falk had a bachelor's degree in literature and political science? I did not know that. Yeah. That's true. So I, I wish I knew more about. Um, actually, I'm glad I don't know anything about Peter Fox politics beyond that. But yeah, we well, he, gotta we gotta sign dead. up for classes. So we should go to um, the website uh, www.college.learning/university.edu. Slash. Well, I've typed um, in college Loranning. <laughs> Okay, that's good. You got it. I misspe- I misspoke. That is it. Slash class sign up dot PHP go. All right. What do you see? You see anything that stands out to you? I'm seeing um I got ooh, topics scroll in, down to the I got topics like, what do you in, see? topics in Garfield. Okay. I got um I see down here in the P's they do have the philosophy of Peter Falk. I don't know how interesting a course that's uh, solely about Peter Falk. Yeah. A man with a it's... distinguished career for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it could be very interesting to study kind of the cultural implications of the work of Peter Falk. I mean, because not only is, is, is the Columbo, the role of Columbo, such an important cultural landmark. But it's going to be even more important when in 2020... Um, at the height Space Columbo? Yeah, at the height of the new Star Wars trilogy set in the High Republic era, which I, I did 400 not... 400 years. years. I did not get the years correct, but I am glad that I got the, like, the next thing is should be set prior to the fall of... Which is, like, not... That's not, like, a, a hard guess, right? Like, who was going to set the next Star Wars trilogy after Rise of Skywalker? They gotta, they gotta, we gotta wait like 10 to tw- 10 years and then they'll make a sequel to Rise of Skywalker. But for the immediate future, they're definitely gonna do the High Republic time, 400 years before Phantom Menace, and Space Columbo is gonna uh, happen in that. And we're gonna be the showrunners. I'm, and we're still gonna do this podcast. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, this podcast is gonna be like a spoilers filled episode <laughs> for like, cause it's just gonna be us spitballing these ideas back and forth uh-huh. on, on mic. And then somebody just like listens to it five years later and goes like, damn, hey, that's the whole season of Space Columbo. And it's damn. weird that they didn't come up with a better name than Space Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I want to give a shout out to Sarah right now who um, over the Christmas break or the holiday break, um, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, p- some people got time off. Um, I got you and John into Columbo, despite having yes. only watched at most half the first season. But just talking I didn't watch about it, any of Columbo with you? Yes, but but I talked about it. we talked about it, right? You talked about it. Yes, barely. I just kind of you, you mentioned it a few times, and then it was on the Plex, and I thought, yes, and I just I saw because the Plex has the the image for the entire series, and it's just all the years of Peter Falk making roughly the same expression, yeah. and nothing has ever looked more intriguing to me than just 
the idea of this Peter Falk fellow. <laughs> Just with that gorgeous face. Yeah. And, and the squint. And those the squint. wonderful expressions. And the squint. And just knowing that he stayed the same for over 30 years. Yeah. Um, made me watch the first episode, or one of the first episodes, and go, wow, this is good. Yeah. So you and John, like, the same day, I don't know, like, I may have mentioned this last time, I don't know if it was coordinated, mm-hmm. messaged me the same day to be like, hey, Columbo, you like you messaged me to be like Columbo, good. And John messaged me to go like how I watch Columbo, and then like <laughs> later that day or the next day, I was watching it. Sarah down, sat down to watch it with me. At this point, Sarah's in the middle of season three, and I'm like the second or third episode of season two. Um, I just watched the episode with Leonard Nimoy last night. Yeah, Sarah watched that one like yesterday. I think two days ago. Oh, me and John actually watched that one. Yeah, she was not a huge fan of it, but like. It was a little. It was a little more boring than I wanted it to be. Um, but she says season three gets right back into it and it's good. So I'm excited for when I finish Columbo later this year. We'll we'll keep people updated with Columbo Corner. Yeah, uh, it's never going to be an official segment, but you'll you'll know it's Columbo Corner when we start talking about Columbo. I feel like it's going to be yeah. It's going to replace the Musk Musk date. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's the new version of the Musk date. You know, I don't. I, I think life does slowly get better, and I do think that life has gotten better because rather than the must date, we now have Columbo Corner. Yeah. Um. So I okay. What about fine? You don't want to be do philosophy. I don't. We shouldn't do the philosophy of Peter Falk because there is a chance it will contain Columbo spoilers. And with such a linear uh, narrative, yeah, uh, uh, the whole show deep is deep lore narrative. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do that. Well, how about the show below? It? How about uh, pseudoscience? What was the name of the first the first episode? Sorry, the the pre the previous no the previous class you said, the philosophy of Peter Falk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pseudoscience would be after that alphabetically. I was really hoping to trap you in a pseudoscience comes after. You can uh, look at the goddamn list at www.collegelearning/classsignup. <laughs> dot edu slash php dot html hashtag diploma okay yeah pseudoscience sounds good it sounds good i like that it's just called pseudoscience where i don't know if we'll be debunking it or getting really into it mm-hmm. it just seems like a wild wild west of um knowing not quite sciences knowing us it'll be a little both It'll be a little you know what? where it's going like, to be, it, it's going to be a little like, this is bullshit. And then by the end of it, like in like six weeks, eight weeks, we're we going to be like be selling, um, theme crystals. Yeah. They're going to be J O crystals. Uh, you remember J O crystals, jacking off crystals. Yeah. Where you charge it off. You charge it by jacking off. And there are people say what this is like a is whole, a- yeah, it's like a whole weird thing of like, I think it was just like one. No, Paul, I don't know about that. <laughs> You're uh, telling me this is the whole thing. Don't look it up now. We have to sign up for classes. This seems like something we're going to have to do an entire episode about. I'm just going to... I'm going to. Once find- it inevitably comes up in the class, please don't tell me anymore. And if we sign up quick, Paul, there's a um, uh, two slots left in uh, Film Studies 102. Just going to... I'm just going to go ahead and drop this into... Hey, you better click on this quick. Uh, I'm clicking on it. Oh, okay. And, uh, do you say Simpsons Science? The Science of the Simpsons? Um, 
I said um, homegrown Simpsons stuff. Not that class. Bootleg Simpsons merch of the class. No, not how to make bootleg Simpsons merch. Um, Just pseudoscience 101 and uh, a night night at the cinema 102. We're going to sign up for another film class. I think we should after it's the only class we've ever even begun to do well in i don't know if i don't know if i can graduate my with my degree in computer engineering if all my credits are just in film studies fine do you want to take a computer engineering class? no i want to i want to take the film studies class please don't you already have a computer engineering something i've got a computer and i'm technically an engineer Exactly. You're you're fulfilling that on your own. This is about us trying to pass the big test, Paul. I mean, the cool thing about film studies is that uh, there's always new films, right? For example, the I heard they're going to stop making them this year. The well, so the biggest film probably to come out. Oh, um. So let's Avatar. just let's let's talk about just a quick rundown of films that are coming out in 2020 to give people like a. A little thing to look forward to, right? Sorry, I meant to type. I meant to type movies coming out in 2020, but I just typed in Avatar, which isn't even coming out until 2021. Yeah, we gotta wait some time. All right, Black Widow. Okay, the new James Bond film. I love spiders. Um, I've never seen a James Bond film. Do you know who's doing the theme song for this James Bond film? Billy Irish. Billy Irish. Uh, Wonder Which Woman, nineteen eighty four. Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. That's probably going to be. Um, I I have to say it's got to be better than the last one. I don't know, but I the huh. uh, the aesthetics of it look better. Like the aesthetics, the aesthetics are look better. Lean and also, um, there's no way because like the Aries sucked. The air, the like. Oh John, man, the whistle Aries. Oh thing man, sucked. the We've Aries thing that. was the Aries thing was so fucking funny to me because like, like as soon as that dude shows up, you're like, oh, that's the bad oh, guy. Oh, this guy's the bad guy. Yeah, because yeah, he's like the, he's the one person. We're like, we should call for a truce. Like we should this- we should not fight. And also, it's David Thewlis. I think this is basically the yeah. thing exactly that I've said on this podcast before. You have several times, but we like to repeat things. Hey, real quick, side note, side note. Yes, I think we should do a Patreon episode where we listen to the Patreon episode where we talked about the rise of Skywalker and speculated on it for like two hours, and listen to that on our own, and then get together and talk about what we thought was going to happen versus what happened. Oh man, I forgot that we've reco- we recorded a Patreon episode where we speculated. I know we should. I feel like we got probably nothing correct. I want to find out. I think we should do that. I think we should do that for the people on Patreon where we do listen to us talk about. We should punish ourselves. We should. Um, we should practice what, what we, practice what we preach. Yeah, flagellate is that it? Uh, self-flagellation. I would say taste of our ourselves. own medicine. Yeah, we should just see what it's like to be on the other side of find our, headphones. Find ourselves hoisted by our own petards, as one might say. Um, hey, the Picard show's coming out this year, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, based solely on um, just the photos of Patrick Stewart, it looks mm-hmm. good as hell. I bet it's going to be great. He looks good. Oh, also, Pedro Pascal is playing the bad, the antagonist in Wonder Woman 1984. 
and I just like him. You dislike him? I just like him. You just like him. Only him. I like him. The only person. Just him. Okay. Yeah, he's the only person I like. Uh, let me get him through. Him and Bernie Sanders. Let me get through the rest of these films because it's fucking good. Uh, okay. Birds of Prey. Um, I'll watch it. Sorry, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of the One Fabulous Harley Quinn or whatever the full title I film is. It's got, um, I like Margot Robbie. It's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I, I think I would love her and everything I've seen her in. Um, and Ewan McGregor plays Black Mask, which is very confusing to me, mm-hmm. but I want to see how he does it because I love Ewan McGregor. I, that film to me, so when I think of Suicide Squad and when I think of Birds of Prey, which have a very similar style, I can only think of one thing, which is that the band Churches, a, ch- a band that I really liked their first album for sure. And... Their second album was pretty good and maybe one of the best shows that I've ever been to besides the Emotion Era Carly Rae Jepsen show, um, which is just fucking phenomenal. Um, the mm. Churches, like for the second album tour, was so fucking fun. And then for them to release Love is Dead, an album that whose aesthetic, or who's, whose aesthetic is essentially like 2003 Hot Topic in 2018 or 2019, whenever that album came out, was so baffling. Yeah, it's ahead of its time. Buddy, I think you know this by now. Emo's back. Well, peep dead, though. Um, Mulan. What, Dad? The little peep. Uh, Mulan, the live-action Mulan movie is coming out this year. Um, That's probably not going to be... It looks awful. Uh, No Mushu. Uh, Sorry. I haven't seen any of the live-action Disney remakes, um, but I just haven't heard enough good things. We should watch The Lady and the Tramp. Next time you and I are together in person, we should watch Lady and the Tramp on Disney+. Plus. All right, you also want to do a Patreon episode where we talk about Lady and the Tramp? Or maybe that'll come up in class. We should do a Patreon episode where we talk about Lady and the Tramp and then end it with us trying to reenact the famous scene from Lady and the Tramp. We should reenact it? Yeah, we should go to like one of those good Italian places in Chicago and then just yeah, make and out. Then sit in by it. the dumpster and wait for <laughs> the chef to try and bring a plate for us to fuck in his alleyway. Yeah. Yes. Um, the Eternals, a, a film that there's still no info about. <laughs> Is your girlfriend okay if we make out in an alleyway if it's a bit? Probably. <laughs> uh, Tenet, which is um, the Christopher Nolan film with John David Washington. And Robert Pattinson. Uh, I like Robert Pattinson, John David Washington. Not a huge Christopher Nolan fan, and also not a huge fan of Inception. And this seems very um, Inception-esque. I've seen a lot of speculation where people think maybe it takes place in the world of Inception, which doesn't really make sense, so that's probably not what it is. Uh, the, the the aesthetic. I can see I can see why people say that solely from the movie poster. because yeah, that's Christopher um, Nolan's style. So what's funny to me is that I'm looking at this on Google, uh, most of these have posters. Eternals does not have a poster. It has like some people, like it has some like live action people, and then it's got yeah speculation. Like it's got like photos of the characters that they think they might be playing, but they haven't really yeah. announced anything. So I don't know when that film's actually going to come out if they don't have that locked in. Well, the Eternals is the one where uh, Camille Nanjiani got ripped for it, right? Yeah, yeah he got ripped. Which someone tweeted, um, "Does it- he not know he's taking steroids?" Which is um, oh, he definitely yeah, he's definitely stinking steroids. I know, but does he not know? Because to brag that much about getting ripped, like everyone in Marvel, well, he doesn't. That's the thing. That's the thing. He posted that in like very decidedly did not quote unquote brag about it, okay. but also like because he posted a thing of like 
he said basically, I'm I'm only able to do this because I have the backing of a major corporation that's like making sure that I have the money to like have a nutritionist and all this other stuff. Okay, which is true, sense, yeah. which is fine. That's but good. Al- I I appreciate but that. But also I my critique. But also does ignore the fact that like he definitely did steroids to get that right. All of them do steroids. They have to be dehydrated and on steroids to look like that. Um, Dune is coming out this year. Wait, real quick. Um, the yep. Eternals does have Angelina Jolie, uh, which is she's in Marvel now. Um, Salma Hayek, and then it has um, Kit Harrington, Kit Harrington, and Richard Madden, who are the two Stark boys. Um, oh, that so is the Ga- other Stark boy. Yeah, so Game of Thrones sure is in Marvel. Zone uh, now. A Quiet Place Part Two. I never saw the first one, but from the trailers, turns out John Tr- Krasinski's character dies. Sure seems like. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, holy shit. I'm going to get through this film, be- uh, this whole list, because it starts to get buck wild here. Top Gun Maverick. Who cares? Whatever. Okay. Like, I'm- John Hamm's in that. I'm going to see it because John Hamm's in it. I'm going to see it because I kind of love, I-, I really want to get the complete collection of the Mission Impossible movies, not because they're mm. good. But because it is fun to watch a film in which you know that Tom Cruise probably broke bones. Yeah. Trying to do the stunts himself. Like Edge of Tomorrow. He, he likes that. Edge of Tomorrow. More like, is, more like edging tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is one of my favorite films. Um, it's probably more my like top kill, film. Kill, live, die, repeat. That, that is tagline. Uh, the New Mutants comes out this year. Oh, um, okay. People think that maybe it won't. Okay, that's possible. Uh, because have you been following it? No, I just because John Hamm was in it at one point as um, Mister Sinister. Oh, really? And then yeah, and then they completely cut him out. They didn't do that, and they've been retooling it and trying to make it scarier. It says they tried to make it scarier after the success of It Chapter One and Get Out, which shows you how fucking far behind this movie is now. Um, they apparently did release an official synopsis for the Eternals like today. The what people think that they're gonna do. One thing I read is that um, people think it's just gonna drop on Disney Plus rather than a theatrical release. The New Mutants or the Eternals? The New Mutants. The New Mutants. That's that makes sense. Um, speaking of Stranger Things and it chapter, well, you didn't say Stranger Things, but like it chapter one and Stranger Things are basically the same thing. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is just like, what if, what if Stranger Things, but, uh, in a different IP? <laughs> yeah. And here's where I'm going to see it. Cause Paul Rudd's in it. Eh, it's going to be bad. So here's the thing that is most buck wild to me. Artemis Fowl, the movie. Do you remember Artemis Fowl? They, okay. Yeah. It just seems like they're kind of late to that whole thing. Yeah. Like the children's like series of like young adult, eh, children's young adult books. Uh, that were actually pretty entertaining. Like I like those books pretty well. I think I read the first three or four of them. Um, cause Ian Colfer did, uh, the sixth hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy trilogy book. Yeah. Um, the I fact I've read past the second one, the fact that they're making a film of that in 2020 is buckwild to me. Uh, that is buckwild onward, which looks relatively entertaining. Skip it. I don't know it. That's the Pixar film. Uh, Doolittle. Oh, yeah. Doolittle story. Uh, spoiler alert for that is that um, they don't actually bring the dad back and they learn that sometimes it's better to love people as a memory rather than to try and bring them back to life. Is that true? I don't know. Because <laughs> that, seems, that seems like it's probably. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's probably that. Yeah. Yeah, Doolittle. Doolittle. Um, heard it's fun. 
Fast and the Furious 9. I this is the year that um I actually have to watch all the Fast and Furious movies sounds like it's next fucking good uh bad boys for life bad boys um haven't seen the first one haven't seen the second second one um do want to watch them seems fun I like Will Smith when he's having fun and I love uh Martin Lawrence when he's having fun all right I'm gonna try to skip through some of these Kingsman which I think is just a third movie it's a prequel it's a prequel to the Kingsman to the Kingsman franchise fine yes. whatever Godzilla versus Kong probably, will, um, probably they're making that. that yeah dude that that's be... gonna suck i will see it <laughs> yeah it's gonna be good in theaters uh, that's the, gonna suck the, shit the, the, Can't wait. the weird jared leto vampire superhero comic oh, yeah book they movie? made morbius, morbius. A movie. <laughs> i'm actually excited for that because um it's gonna suck but i think it will be fun because it's this like fucking like failure strategy <laughs> that um that uh that Sony is doing because they don't they they can't use any of the good characters because Marvel is right. So, so Marvel is so like, released, yeah, you go have fun in the corner. You go they, use all these and they these released characters. a trailer in which they have a poster of the PS4 video game version of Spider Man because that they cannot rocks. use the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of Spider Man anymore. Oh, <laughs> So they just like that's just in the background to be like we're still in the Marvel universe, which is so fucking funny. It feels like some like backdoor cheat code way of like. No, did you watch Venom? Uh, No, I have that though. I bought that, and it's one of my films that I need to watch. Venom sucks. Venom's very fun. Venom feels like it. It's it could have been made in like 2003, starring Dane Cook as Eddie Brock, Um, but somehow they got. tom hardy for it instead and it's not good it's a very stupid movie but if morbius is anything like that it will be like a fun movie to eat a pizza and drink mountain dew too sure yeah that sounds good um all right jungle cruise jungle cruise what's that actually Uh, don't tell me jungle cruise well no i'll tell you because i think it's important it's a movie starring we gotta finish this episode i'm gonna there's two more films i'm gonna name uh, okay. Because I'm, I was trying to lead up to this one thing, and the fact that this is like the movie that comes out next and is like last in this list is fucking insane to me. Um, Jungle Cruise is a movie based off of the the Disney World uh, theme park attraction, The Jungle Cruise, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, are you talking about 2020's Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, basically. They're basically okay, doing it's that. this year's Pirates of the Caribbean. That's great. I think, you know, I'm a big fan of theme parks and theme park YouTube. Um, and I think that. This could, I think that there's a chance that by the, by this time next year, we'll say the Jungle Cruise rocks. That's probably true. Um, there is Underwater, which apparently is in theaters right now. I have never heard of this film. Never. It's got Kristen Stewart in it. Uh, it's a knockoff of Alien, according to a review. Whatever. Not important. I like her. Don't like that. Uh, it's got TJ Miller in it. So bad. Uh, oh, bad. And and then the film that I've been leading up to. February 14th, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. James Marsden. James Marsden? Jim Carrey. Oh, this sounds like something. Ben Schwartz. Oh, blue. Sonic the Hedgehog. The Hedgehog? The Hedgehog. I can't wait until we... Oh, shit, um, and the Bill and Ted movie come out this year. I forgot about the new Bill and Ted movie. Man, okay, I'm I'm act- Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be bad. But, I'm gonna um, go watch it and I'm gonna fucking love it. 
I hope I hope we could see that in a theater together. <laughs> we should. Yeah. I, I I once I'm done with my PMP stuff at the end of the month, uh I do plan yeah. on trying to come up to Chicago. Maybe I can try to probably not on Valentine's Day. That feels yeah, kind maybe of, not on I, It feels kind of mean. Check with like Sarah. Bad. <laughs> probably not though. That's I f- mean if she wants to come, but then I feel like I'm really third wheeling on the uh Sonic the Hedgehog date. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog is a film that I'm pretty excited for. Um, and then there's some other stuff that doesn't look important. They're making another Conjuring film, whatever. Uh, um, oh my God, they're making another Minions. <laughs> oh, they're, and they're making Min, uh, Venom 2. They are making Venom 2? <laughs> it's on here as 2020 movie. Uh, October 2020 still. You know what? You know what I actually think they should do? And this is um, a dumb idea, but I feel like the way that the Marvel Universe is heading is that they are going to do like um, Into the Spider-Verse live action. Into the Spider-Verse is good. Uh, A live action version probably would not be good. Well, it could be good. And I think they should let, I think, listen, I think they should let Sony build their own alternate reality Spider-Man. They should do what the comic books do, where they're like, oh, this, yeah, this is Earth 495, right? Like, the Spider-Verse yeah. thing. Yeah. They should just do that. Sony gets their own they, version of Marvel, where, like, they fuck all the time, or whatever. Well, and, and yeah, and it's like, give me, it would actually, I think at this point, it would be cool to see, like, a live-action, like, 30, like, mid-30s Spider-Man. Or, like, you know, just an older Spider-Man than we've ever got. Because I really like grown-up Peter Parker. Which it's is something good. we've only ever seen in, in live action, or like, you know, in film in Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> okay, hold up. I do want to derail this because I just found a meme that is very on brand for us. And is relevant to things that we talked about earlier. Uh, it is the scene from Rise of Skywalker where <laughs> Ray and uh, Kylo are fighting on like the crash of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And it says, I think you just called me a liar on national TV. You know, let's not do it right now. And then Finn is running up saying, I don't want to get in the middle, but I just want to say hi, Bernie. All right, that's it. This was episode <laughs> 67 of Think. Paul, you got anything you want to plug? Um, I've registered voting for Bernie Sanders and like, organizing your local communities because voting is like literally the least you can do so like you should do it but also do more uh absolutely the dsa uh obviously i'm not a member of dsa but like we work with them pretty closely in ohio or in cincinnati uh they are a good organization socialist alternative great organization uh if I, you uh, find I, your... I am a member of chicago dsa now are you yeah i haven't gone to the meeting yet but i will um uh or even like the party for socialism and liberation psl um there are probably some other groups uh don't get involved with the red guards if you are a listener and you live in austin they're weirdos but uh beyond that like even the psl who i have like pretty major political disagreements with red guards sounds like the end of the last jenna yeah as long as you're uh doing the work that's the important thing so do that um and Upstairs is, I think we finalized the name of the album and EP. Uh, I'll probably have an official announcement on this podcast 
in a couple months once we actually like probably not a couple months like probably in a month when we kind of hash out things more we have a release date i will let people know okay i'm excited i i um i was told i was told the two names that um had been voted on and um what names were you told Oh, I don't want to reveal that for the people we can talk about. Okay, that's sure. Yeah, we should. That's 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 your secret information. Um, is that all you want to plug? I think so. I don't think I have anything else going on. I I agree. Uh, Bernie twenty twenty, vote for Bernie. Register to vote. Get out there. Um, it's very cold out, so canvassing is not ideal. But phone, you, know, you can it, phone bank and uh, just buy buy d- donate to Bernie Sanders. Um, get a sticker. Put up stickers. Talk uh, about him. Talk to talk to him about talk about Bernie to people that you think would like not give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it turns out that when you talk about politics, not as this vague idea of like good versus evil or the Republicans versus Democrat, but when you talk about politics at the level of like, hey, do you hate having to pay to for the fucking doctor? Mm-hmm. Um, and really hate dealing with your insurance company. Wouldn't be great if you didn't have to do that. Uh, people seem to be a little bit more on board with whatever you're, you know, talking about then, rather than uh, whatever the tr- fuck Trump was talking about this week about dishwashers where you have to wash your dishes ten or twelve times. You have to. Sometimes you do have to. You know, I related to that because I don't really understand how dishwashers work. Um, and also, I man, he's never done dishes. He's never cooked. I, he, to him, a dishwasher and a toilet are the same thing. So that's true. Cause he talks he about he, his dishwasher. He, he talks about having to do them like 10 or 12 times in order to get your stuff clean. And that's what happens when you poop in your dishwasher. Sorry. That's true. Uh, um, I, if you, if you have a little money, uh, it, I'm going to plug now. If you have a little money, uh, left over after don- donating to Bernie, sign up for the, for the theme Patreon at, um, patreon.com slash theme. We are planning to um, do this podcast weekly and also do special episodes um, for the Patreon people more regularly for the foreseeable future. It's 2020, baby. It's the year of Bernie. It's the year that we're doing shit. It's the year um, of the upstairs. Um, it's the year of the Lost Reboot. Uh, it's the year of the, the Rise of Think. What's your name? My name's Ray. Ray what? Ray Think. Ray Think. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Think, but with an M instead of an M. So it's pronounced think. It's like, why are you here? <laughs> Go home. Okay. Um. Well, uh, until next time, don't think too hard without us. May the think be with you. Bye.